Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Thank you for being here today. Friends, our largest conference of the year is almost here. Columbus, Ohio, October 26th through the 28th. This massive three-day conference will feature over a dozen speakers, including our special keynote speaker, Jonathan Kahn. Registration is open and seats are filling up. Call 1-800-652-1144 and secure your spot. Don't miss your opportunity to hear Jonathan Kahn live in person. Visit the events page of our website, swrc.com. Complete lineup of speakers, topics, and schedules are all found at swrc.com. Simply click on Events. And don't forget about our special one-day prophecy conference in Des Moines, Iowa, featuring Michael Hoggard, Micah Van Huss, and Josh Davis. Saturday, September 30th. Register today by calling 1-800-652-1144 or visit swrc.com and click on Events. Earlier this month, we announced this year's 16-month calendar, Unseen Israel. Josh Davis and Clayton Van Huss began revealing the fascinating sites that are highlighted in this year's calendar, as well as their significance. Today, they're back with even more insight into this year's very special calendar. I'm privileged to be joined again by Clayton Van Huss, a team member here at Southwest Radio Ministries. We introduced you to him here just over a week ago, and we are excited to bring back to you some more information behind Unseen Israel. This is a project that we've been working on for quite some time, and we're excited to bring it to you as we launch this wonderful project. It's our 16-month calendar. The calendar runs from September 2023 to December 2024. Last time we just scratched the surface with three or four sites. Today we want to bring you some more, but we're just not going to be able to cover all of Unseen Israel in, in the few minutes that we have. And so we're so excited to bring you some more information about this. I do want to let you know up front that you can order this calendar by calling our ministry at 1-800-652-1144 or by visiting swrc.com. For every calendar you purchase, you enable us to send a calendar free of charge, shipping included, to an inmate. This helps our Onesimus prison ministry so very much, and we are very grateful for you. There are discounts available for quantities that you order of the calendar. I know some of you like to give them out as Christmas gifts. As I said last time, you're probably not ready to hear the word Christmas just yet. Please forgive me for mentioning it so early. But this is a great opportunity to go ahead and get that. The gospel message is included in each calendar. It's a beautiful presentation, very well done. It's got a Bible reading program, a monthly prayer, a daily Bible reading schedule, and the good news of Jesus Christ, how someone can receive Jesus as their Savior, is included in the back of every single calendar. This project is called Unseen Israel. Clayton Van Huss was very instrumental in that, Clayton, why don't you refresh people's minds of the time that you have spent in Israel and how that led to the creation of this special project? Sure. Of course, I've come on here at Southwest Radio Church as in the Affirm branch, the apologetics branch of the ministry. 
But I was in Israel working with Associates for Biblical Research, digging at Tel Shiloh. Uh, It's an archaeological dig at Shiloh, which is the original capital of Israel. After the conquest, they set up the tabernacle there, the Ark of the Covenant. And so I was there this summer for seven weeks working on that project, digging, getting to see some really cool things. And so during that time, I was able to visit various sites and to see things you don't normally see in Israel and get pictures for our calendar, hence the name Unseen Israel. One of the special places that has very much been in the news and publications are coming out about, Dr. Scott Stripling and others that you have worked directly with have uncovered some wonderful things at Mount Ebal. And the January 2024 picture features Mount Ebal. You know, to the naked eye, it looks like a pile (laughs) of rocks, but there is so much more behind the story. Why don't you fill us in on this very, very significant site? Sure. We could take several episodes just talking about this site, but I'll try to cut it down for you. So Dr. Scott Stripling um, with Associates for Biblical Research, he is my mentor, and um, he's teaching me all sorts of great things about biblical archaeology. But um, in 2019, he took a team to Mount Ebal. And if you don't know what that is, when the Israelites came into the land, they conquered Jericho, they conquered the city of Ai, and then next they went to Shechem, which is up in the modern-day city of Nablus. And they, they put an altar. Moses said, you are to build an altar on Mount Ebal. And so they built an altar, and then they had a ceremony where half the tribes of Israel stood on Mount Ebal, half the tribes of Israel stood on Mount Gerizim, with Shechem in the middle. And in Shechem were the Levites, the Ark of the Covenant, the body of Joseph, and they renewed their covenant with God. And they did a ceremony that we call the Ceremony of Blessings and Curses, among other things, where from Mount Gerizim they pronounced blessings if you followed the law. From Mount Ebal they pronounced curses if you broke the law. So things like, blessed is the man who honors his parents. And for Mount Ebal, cursed is the man who dishonors his parents. Just Mm -hmm. back and forth Mm -hmm. over the Ark of the Covenant. So you can see where all of this is is going there. So interestingly, Dr. Stripling uh, is highly involved in what's called wet sifting. And Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get too into it, but you, you take the stuff that you've already dug up and looked through, and you put it on some screen, and you sift it through water. And you find all sorts of small items, things like scarabs and coins and just little things that you wouldn't normally find. So he went to an old site on Mount Ebal, which is called Joshua's Altar. Okay. So it's an altar from the 12th century, and inside that altar is another altar. Right in, in the geometric center of the altar is this little altar, like a little bit bigger than a child's kiddie pool like you'd put in your backyard. Ed, we believe this is the altar of Joshua. It dates to maybe the very end of the 15th century. So it would date right to the biblical dating for the conquest. Wow. And in the dirt pile from that altar, they pulled out a small lead tablet. And when it was scanned, it had writing in it. And right now it's, it's been published and there's all sorts of argument back and forth. What does it really say? Mm-hmm. You even have people saying, well, I don't think it says anything. I don't see an alphabet, but you can look at it. And it's covered in letters. And these aren't Paleo-Hebrew. This is older. This is proto-Sinaitic, proto-alphabetic, the Mm. first alphabet in the world. Wow. And it's been translated to have a curse, cursed by Yahweh if you break the law. This is huge right now in biblical archaeology. Mm -hmm. So we had the privilege to go to the site. And I can tell you, on the Mount of Curses, everything wants to stick you. 
There are briars. There Mm. are thorns. There are scorpions everywhere. Every rock you pick up, they're crawling around. And and so you've got to be careful up there. But we do have a a picture of that large altar that's over top of the small altar. You, You can't see the small altar. It's overgrown right now inside the big one. So we have a picture of that altar. And that's that's something to be praying about because we do see the Bible coming to life there, and we have a lot of people wanting to fight it. And what was the statement you made on the last program regarding archaeology and, sure. and the role of Scripture with yes. archaeology? Um, so archaeology, we don't need it to prove the Bible. What archaeology does is it illuminates the text for us. It shows us that the Bible is talking about real people, real places, real events, but what it does is illuminates We may read something in the Bible, and we're just getting little bits of information. It's a huge book, and it's skipping from mountaintop to mountaintop in what it's covering. But there are all sorts of things in between. So when you use archaeology, you can understand a little more about the context. That's the idea. It's it's an apologetic, really, is what it is. Right. Yeah, and we know that the Scripture cannot be broken. Jesus said that himself. That's right. John 10, 35, the Scripture cannot be broken. And we see that it's continually affirming what we see that the Scripture says. And I'm so grateful for that. Well, we're visiting with Clayton Van Hus, and we're describing our brand new resource. It's our 2023-2024 calendar called Unseen Israel. And we encourage you to pick up a copy of that by calling us today at 1-800-652-1144 or by visiting our website, swrc.com. For every calendar you purchase, we're able to send one free of charge shipping included to an inmate through our Onesimus prison ministry. This has opened the doorway for us to build relationships with many inmates over the years. The first contact they hear of us is, hey, you're the ministry that sends calendars. Can you send me one? Well, guess what? They get the good news of Jesus Christ, a message of hope, to all those behind bars, and a Bible reading schedule. We'll send them a Bible free of charge as well. So it's a wonderful outreach tool, and your support enables us to be able to do this. We thank you for partnering with us in ministry. It's not just us in ministry. It's you partnering with us in this ministry. So again, you can get the calendar, Unseen Israel. It's visually stunning. It's biblically rich. It comes in a 16-month format. That's why we're talking about it here at the end of August. It starts in September 2023 and runs through December 2024. And each month will feature one of Clayton's absolutely breathtaking photos, along with a brief explanation of the biblical significance of the site. And there's also an accompanying Bible verse and prayer included each month. As I said, there's a daily Bible reading plan, so you can read through the Bible in 12 months. Now, Clayton, you spent a lot of time at Shiloh. You've touched on that already. But two of my favorite images in the whole calendar come from this site. One is on our cover. It was just the right place at the right time. And I don't want to steal your thunder, no pun intended, <laughs> but I want you to describe that one. But also there's another stunning image of a sunrise at Shiloh. Why don't you talk about those images sure. and the significance of this place in Scripture. Sure. First of all, before I I go there, I'm so glad you mentioned the daily Bible reading. I think that's an extremely important part of the calendar. Not only can you check that off each day, but there's a page that you can cut out of the back and you won't affect any other pages in the calendar where you can keep track of that as well. So Shiloh, Tel Shiloh is how it's known there. It is a city 
in the area of Samaria and Judea. It is the first capital of Israel. And so the cover photo that you were talking about, and uh, this is one, all I can say is the Lord prompted me at the right time in the right place. We were walking into, into the site to, to work for the day. As we were coming in, I looked off in the west and there were black clouds and lightning, purple lightning. I've, I've never seen lightning this color. And it's lighting up the sky, big branched lightning, and it's coming in and thinking, okay, this is interesting because it doesn't rain that time of year. Mm. You know, it rains in the wintertime. That's when you get the rain. And yet here we are in June, mm. and here comes this thunderstorm. And sure enough, it gets to us. We have to get undercover. But before it hit us, I was looking up at the visitor center, which is an interesting, we call it the UFO. It's this round <laughs> building. And, and you'll see in the calendar why we call it the UFO. Yes. And these dark clouds were coming in. And I kind of thought, you know what? I need a picture because there's lightning. It's going to happen. And it, this is where I'd say it's just the hand of the Lord. So mm -hmm. I, I, I raised the camera up. I, got, I framed that building is what I did. I framed the building in the ground, and I just started to click. And a couple of clicks in, I looked, and there was a lightning bolt that zagged right across the top of that building, all across the picture. And of course, you know, all the archaeologists and, and diggers and friends were like, can, can I borrow that? Can I have that picture? Can I, <laughs> can I post that? <laughs> and right, so, right. so that picture has been making the rounds, but nowhere better than our calendar. So that's an amazing picture, and it, it really illuminates a, a, a lot of different things. You know, I can't help but think of Elijah and the prophets of Baal and how he tried to call the lightning. They tried to call the lightning down because Baal Hadad was the god they were worshiping. Right. He's the god of, of thunder, the god of the rain, mm -hmm. and he couldn't bring it. It was Yahweh who hurled the lightning bolt on the altar. Yes. I mean, isn't that cool? That is. So, That's amazing. So the other picture is a picture of the sunrise, and it was a misty morning, which is unusual. And so there's a tree and a sunrise, but that sunrise every morning was different. I have so many different pictures of that sunrise. We could do a calendar of Shiloh sunrises. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it struck me, a little boy named Samuel grew up there. He would see that same sun rise over those same hills yes. there in the east. And it's, it's just a, a wonderful sight to, to, to understand that God is constant. God is always there. Yes. And uh, we made the spiritual application on that particular image that before Samuel came as a young boy, Eli and his sons had let mm -hmm. the worship deteriorate. In one sense, it was a very dark night. But God allowed the sun to rise again over Israel, over the house of worship. Samuel came in and brought along a lot of religious reforms and helped to see, if you would, a revival take place in that mm -hmm. very spot. And that's amazing to see. And to think about that our God is that same God, the same God that caused the sunrise there on Samuel is the same God that we are worshiping today, our Lord Jesus Christ. And we're so very grateful for that. We're visiting with Clayton Van Huss and describing our brand new resource. It's our September 2023 to December 2024 calendar. And the title of this project is Unseen Israel. We're letting you peek behind the curtain, if you will, to some of the sites that people typically gloss over or don't get to see at all when they go to Israel and this area that sometimes is referred to as the Holy Land because they're visiting the tourist sites. They're not seeing some of these things behind the scenes. Right there outside the, the city gates of Jerusalem is the city of David. Can you describe 
what the city of David is, maybe differentiated a little <laughs> bit between when I hear city of David, you know, I think about Christmas, I think about Bethlehem, yeah. Luke chapter 2, but uh, the city of David as you have it here and some of the significance of this site. Absolutely. And yes, Bethlehem, the house of bread, has been called the city of David before. However, the city of David that we're talking about is the, the nucleus of Jerusalem. David came from Bethlehem. He grew up just a few miles away from Jerusalem. Jerusalem at the time of David was a Jebusite city. The Jebusites were people in the land. They were Canaanites who lived in the land. The city of Jerusalem, or Yebus, it was called after the Jebusites, it was a powerful city to some degree. And so for some reason, David had his heart set on conquering that city, and that could very well have been from the Lord to do that, that that's where the Lord would set his name, of course, after Shiloh. But uh, the city of David is the spur of the city that comes down off of Mount Moriah, off the Temple Mount. And uh, there's all sorts of talk about the Temple, the Temple Mount, City of David, and that's a whole debate for a whole nother time. But the City of David is that spur that comes off of the Temple Mount. It's the original city. And so what we're seeing in the calendar is the Kidron Valley. And the Kidron Valley, what is across from the City of Jerusalem from the Kidron Valley is the Mount of Olives, mm -hmm. which has always been a burial place, a place of tombs. And in the image that we see is right below or right above the, the Palace of David, and which has been found archaeologically. We're pretty sure it's the Palace of David that's been uncovered mm, there. Wow. This valley is below it. And if you look, there are a whole bunch of houses. It's the modern Arab village of Silwan. There are houses and apartments and things built all over that hillside. But if you look at the bedrock under them, you can see the entrances to tombs. Wow. And this was the route that David took when his son Absalom tried to take the kingdom from him. So he came out, and it's believed by a lot of scholars that this is, in fact, the valley of the shadow of death from Psalm 23 because mm. of all the tombs. So what we're looking at is Iron Age ruins from the times of the kings of Judah that would have been kind of below the, the palace. It's a fascinating site. It's just to get to see that ancient history. And, of course, that's always been part of the city of Jerusalem. We're visiting with Clayton Van Hus, a team member here with us at Southwest Radio Ministries, describing our brand new resource, Unseen Israel. It's the September 2023 to December 2024 calendar. And uh, let's go to move from Jerusalem back up north into Galilee to Mount Arbel and a beautiful scene as the picture overlooks the Sea of Galilee and the surrounding villages from up on top of Mount Arbel. What's the significance of this mountain and, and the sites beyond? Well, certainly around the Sea of Galilee, Mount Arbel is the, the biggest mountain you're going to see. It's a landmark. It sticks out. It's got a certain shape to it. And if you've been to the Sea of Galilee, if you've been to Israel, you've probably been to the Sea of Galilee. You've been on the boat ride. It's that mountain that comes out and uh, has, a, has a flat top and a slope down the side that has cliffs. And uh, there were battles during the revolutions with the Romans fought there. But what happened during the time of Jesus, we read a lot about the mountain, that Jesus would go up on the mountain. This is likely the mountain that he would visit because it is the mountain around the Sea of Galilee, and it's right above the town of Magdala. And who came from Magdala? Mary Magdalene, right? Mm -hmm. Jesus' friend. So we know he spent time there. And so this mountain 
overlooks the northwestern end of the Sea of Galilee. This is likely the spot where Jesus took the disciples, because it says he took them up the mountain. Yes. He took the 12, and he gave them their commission. The Great Commission was likely from this mountain, and it overlooked their homes, mm-hmm. Magdala, Capernaum, Bethsaida. They're all there, and you can see, I don't know the number, the percentage, but the vast majority of Jesus' earthly ministry happened where you just look north from that mountain. Mm -hmm. So that's the view. The view is the shore of the Sea of Galilee and those villages and the place where Jesus did the wonderful things he did. Let's go on to a couple others. And and friends, I just want to let you know, while we're letting you peek behind the curtain of unseen Israel, there's just so much more content than we can get to. We're not going to be able to describe every single site that's included in the calendar. We're just hitting the surface on a lot of these, but letting you hear some of the fascinating stories and connections to the Scripture behind these things. Uh, Let's go on with another image of Solomon's Gate. Can you describe that one for us? (laughs) Okay, sure. In 1 Kings 9.15, I believe, we read that Solomon brought together his workforce, his slave labor. This is is where his son said, I'm going to be worse than my father. And they were like, yeah, no, I'm sorry, we're revolting. But Solomon was known for, for taking all that labor. And he built up several, he fortified the kingdom. And the Bible says that there were four places, Jerusalem, Chatzor, Gezer, and Megiddo. Those are all sites that he shored up, all sites that he built up. Interesting thing about those sites is they all have a six-chambered gate. The one in Jerusalem is, people say, well, you know, maybe it was six-chambered, maybe it was four-chambered because some of it was cut into later, Mm -hmm. but it has the same design as those Mm -hmm. other gates. Each of those cities has a gate with six chambers. What's a chamber? Well, gates were around for, you had your leaders of the cities in the gates. You had economy in the gates where people were selling things. You had worship in the gates. Sometimes you'd have idols or worship centers set up in gates. Sadly, even the Israelites would do that at times. And then you had security. The gates provided security for the city. And the gates, when you enter them, have chambers inside. And they're symmetrical. You walk in, a chamber on your right, a chamber on your left. And it was common to have four chambers. Well, we find these six-chambered gates, Hmm. and we find them in these sites. And they date to the middle of the 10th century B.C., which is the the time of Solomon's reign. If he became king around 970 B.C. to 930 B.C., these gates date right to Solomon's reign. Mm -hmm. So when the Bible tells us that he fixed up all these cities— Well, these are the exact cities where we see that have these fortified gates with six chambers. It's an amazing thing. So the gate at Gezer is what we've got. I love it. It's it's a beautiful gate. There's enough ruins. Of course, you you remember all these things are ruins, right? These cities have been torn down, burned down. But you can see the footprint of the gates. You can see where the the walls of the gate chambers are still at a couple of feet high. Mm -hmm. And so you can see the shape of the gate. It's fascinating, and it's a, it, it attests to the veracity of Scripture. And how do archaeologists determine the date of these kinds of places? <laughs> sure. There are a number of ways. Um, of course, we've always got like the radiometric type dating, which mm-hmm. is accurate to a point. But we also have ceramics. People used pottery. Pottery is everywhere. In fact, here's a quick little tip. If you go to Israel to visit, you walk around, you see pottery everywhere. There's your free souvenirs. Yeah. <laughs> Don't dig anything up. Don't do right. that. I would never encourage that. Right. But if it's sitting on the surface, it can't be used by archaeologists. It's just old potsherd. Hey, there you go. But you can find pottery when you dig it up. 
and you're able to date. And a good ceramicist can date with pottery down to decades. You know, mm. th- they're able to get it very close. Different types of pot, just like we have different, you know, your grandmother's dishes are different from your dishes. Right. And someone who's an expert in that stuff can look and say, well, this comes from the 1930s. This is this kind of you know, glass from the 30s. This is this from, you know, today. We can do the same thing with ancient pottery. And so the gate at Gazer was very well dated to the middle of the 10th century through pottery and through the ashes because there's a destruction that comes to earlier, or I'm sorry, later in the 10th century during the reign of Rehoboam. Mm-hmm. So what happened during the reign of Rehoboam? Shishak, or Pharaoh Shoshank I of Egypt, came in and destroyed a bunch of cities in Judah. Gezer was one of them. Mm. And so we have his destruction, and it dates perfectly with the pottery and uh, all the ashes, biological or material in that. It all dates perfectly to the reign of Rehoboam. So we know that's when that was destroyed. So it was built before that. But we're able to find the pottery, too, at the base of this wall that dates to the middle of the 10th century to Solomon's reign. And as we said, John 10, 35, the scripture cannot be broken. We're visiting with Clayton Van Hus describing our Unseen Israel project. This is our brand new calendar. It's a 16-month calendar. That's why we're talking about it here at the end of August. It runs from September of 2023 to December of 2024. It's a visually stunning and a biblically rich calendar. It comes in this 16-month format, and each month features one of Clayton's wonderful photos, along with a brief explanation and the biblical significance of that site. Also, there's a Bible verse and a prayer included each month. Clayton, thank you so much for your hard work in guiding this project and all the wonderful resources that you put into this beautiful project. Well, Josh, I'm privileged. I'm honored to be a part of of this. I think this calendar is a great ministry project. To be able to take part has just been a real blessing to me. Each year, Southwest Radio Ministries creates a unique calendar from differing parts of the world, filled with scripture, comfort, and inspiration from God's Word. We are privileged to put these together for you and know you are then armed with His truth for the year to come. This year's calendar theme is Unseen Israel. This 16-month calendar features beautiful photographs that reveal sites that are not often visited by tour groups or focus on views that are not often seen in pamphlets or pointed out by tour guides. These locations are important in understanding the history and culture of ancient Israel. Order your Unseen Israel calendar today, 1-800-652-1144. You can also order online. Simply visit swrc.com. We also partner with each of you who purchase a calendar to encourage prisoners in our Onesimus prison ministry. For every calendar you order, a calendar will be given to a prisoner free of charge. Order your calendar and encourage a prisoner. Calendars are ready to ship today. Order yours when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can order on our website swrc.com. Lord willing, we'll be back here Monday, ready to once again bring clarity to the chaos. Head into the weekend, my friends, with the encouragement 
that God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners just like you. Please visit our website, swrc.com.